This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam Podcast, where we talk about everything to do with the human side of property. And this week, we've got our guest back. So last week, it was just the three of us, just chin wagging. Um, and this week, we've got a guest with us. So I'd like to welcome Jane to the team. So Jane, who are you? Tell us all about you and how you ended up on Property Jam. Hi there, everyone. Thank you so much for um, the opportunity to join you today. Um, so I'm Jane Scroggs and I run a team of uh, property specialised virtual assistants. Um, my company is called Beam. Beam as in we're supporting property people. Bit of a play on words there. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so my team I've, is I've only just got it. I was thinking like a, <laughs> like a beaming smile. I was like, well, at least you got a smile on your face. I was looking at your face, Matt. I can see you were just going, Beam. Beam. <laughs> It's a supporting beam. <laughs> you should have called your company RSJ. I might have got that one. <laughs> yeah, he'd have understood that. Carry on, Jane. Carry on. It was on the list, RSJ. You know, it has a, has a kind of a ring to it. So, yeah, so the team is Beam. We are a team of um, UK-based property specialised virtual assistants. So all property, um, all property backgrounds across all disciplines from, you know, um, property development, property investment. Some of the, the VAs have their own portfolio. Some have done development, some have worked for entrepreneurs in, in the property space, a whole host of, of property expertise, as well as um, virtual assistant experience, executive assistant experience and PA experience. So that's us. We're all based in the UK, except for me. And I'm, I'm in Barcelona, actually. Oh, yes, I forgot you were in yeah, uh, Barcelona. When I was asking you about the weather earlier, I was genuinely quite curious as to what it's like over there. <laughs> so we're, we're telling you we're freezing our asses off over here and you're sitting in Barcelona getting all sunshined. Sunshined? Well, you know. <laughs> she, she's beaming in Barcelona. She's beaming in Barcelona. Very good. Uh, beaming in and from Barcelona. So, but every all the team and um, all my clients are in the UK, and so it's just just me sitting here. Um, is, this, is this a full time <laughs> um, location relocation? Is it a full time gig living in Barcelona? Right, let's put it. It is. I moved here in February, so I was here about three weeks, and then uh, yeah, the world went mad. So that wow. was. I moved, I moved here to be with my, my boyfriend. We moved in together and then, yeah, 24-7 for several months together. That was a good test. <laughs> wow. If you've survived that, you'll survive anything. That's yeah. amazing. We did, we did. <laughs> so, and so is, is he Spanish? Is he Spanish, your partner? No, he's, he's British, yeah. Oh, yes, it's a brave move. So do you guys speak Catalan? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just struggling with Spanish at the moment. So I think Catalan mm. is ambitious, but... Um, but I'm, st I'm doing Spanish lessons. I've been doing two hours a week all through lockdown. I think I still know about three words. You know, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have Jerry try to speak to you in Spanish now. Tenemos que hablar español juntas. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> the look of fear on your face right now is just like... 
it's awful isn't it it's so hard learning a new language it's like it put the fear of god in me especially when you actually put it into practice outside in the real world with another human being who speaks spanish you're like "Ah, it's terrifying you do and then you walk away and think i know how i should have said that i knew the word i was looking for it just just comes to you like 10 minutes later i know and also when you're learning it you learn it at about yeah a quarter of the speed as spanish speakers people speak so you're listening you're going like and half an hour later you go oh, that's what they said mm. and you gradually untangle the words that they were piecing awesome. together in like, like and, that's, and that's regular castilian and that's if you're learning it in madrid and if you're learning it in the south or in any other of the regional dialects you literally have to deal with all of that going on as well let mm. alone catalan because i tried speaking castilian in barcelona and they looked at me like i was the shit on their shoe i was like oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah good luck to you yeah thank you i mean yeah catalan is more is spoken more broadly here but um yeah i i understand very little of both but yeah. i muddle through <laughs> yeah good on you yeah. I, I was once in um argentina you know, I, I speak french and I, I was once in argentina and i was learning spanish and i was going but south american spanish and um we went on a, a night out with some guys in this hostel this when i was traveling ooh, back when i was at uni and uh, one of the guys said to me, you speak Spanish with a French accent. Oh, it's a thing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, mm. which I took as a compliment. I was like, yes. oh, okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, apparently when we, one of the most interesting things that, uh, the funniest things I heard was my, my flatmate says that when English people speak to a Spaniard's ear, it sounds like, whereas when we hear a spanish person think it's like like a machine gun and then when you hear french italian like every single language has got a rhythm and i thought hearing what we sound like was really funny because we sounded like you know charlie brown and the teacher <laughs> you never hear them speak you just hear wah, 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 wah. apparently to a spaniard that's what an english person sounds like when they're speaking english and i was like oh it's really upsetting what about, <laughs> Ger- what about german german yeah it's it's it it's sounds more <laughs> so how would you <laughs> go on oh, did, you, did you just go to the romantic languages you didn't go down the german route <laughs> Germans, on, 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 you know, that's Japanese, hang on. <laughs> well, actually, German and Japanese, I, I can imagine that there's a similar, yeah. Aggressiveness to it, yeah. It's very, yeah. it's very glottal, stop. Glottal, great <clears throat> word, wow. Sorry, wow. Um, sorry anyway, to all the... of our listeners who are property jammers from across the world who we've just insulted, so like, we love you. And um, let's get back to Jane. <laughs> so Jane. Who? <laughs> 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 Jane, um, the question we always ask our guests when we come on to when they come on Property Jam is, "What does the human side of property mean to you?" Um, but before I ask you that, I want to ask another question because I just You've already asked I want... it. You can't retract it. You've already asked it. <laughs> how can you? How can you ask a question after you've asked the question? <laughs> I, I, I retract that, Your Honour. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at well, him tonight. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, are you in property yourself? Do you own properties, rent properties, develop properties? Yes. So I've, I've kind of always worked in property. Um, I started off in 2005 working for a German commercial real estate fund. Um, and I sort of joined as a, a executive assistant to the founder at quite an early stage in the company. Um, we sort of helped him grow it. We had quite a lot of investment, institutional investment, we floated it on on AIM and, and I worked with him for 
eight years and that was my foundation really into property and then after that I sort of did a bit of ref few refurbs worked in investor relations for a property developer in London for a couple of years so that was a real insight into the fundraising side and, and understanding the importance of communication with investors Gotcha. And um, then I started to develop my own properties. Um, I say properties. I, I developed a block of shipping container offices. So it was lovely. Yeah, it was quite quite different. Um, and this was this was with um, the chap that I've worked with for a long time, and we, we'd always talked about containers, and and uh, we said, well, let's do it. And he had a, a big plot of land in Bristol, so um, I kind of came up with the concept, the branding. Um, and help build it basically it was a small team uh, it took us uh, quite a while but it was great fun a lot of a lot of lessons as you always get you know when you're doing development but they're they're basically office office blocks so a, um, an office block per container big 40 foot containers we we fitted them all out made them look really funky and they're currently i think we let three last month so that was quite exciting Amazing. after covid as well yeah, and on, at the same time, there was a big office um, or sui generis block on the same site. So we converted that into bigger offices. So sort of mm -hmm. by, by, you know, per the square foot traditional, more traditional office set up at the same time. So that was a big adventure into development for me. Uh, I'm also a landlord. Um, so yeah, a bit of property myself. So I feel, I feel like I'm slightly qualified to help the property investors that I do, my, my clients. Um, and understand at least some of the, the stresses and the strains. That, potentially that overqualified to yeah. uh, on that front. Sorry. I said potentially overqualified on that front. Oh well, <laughs> I don't know about that. You can always learn, can't you? You can always. I'm learning much more about property um, portfolios now in terms of tenant tenants um, uh, sort of bringing tenants on board and the, the compliance and the regulation and. The process, all the fun so stuff, that, all the fun stuff, Jane. Yeah. Oh yeah, all the fun stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. leaks and gas safety certificates and oh my gosh, yeah, deposit certificates. Yeah, I, I learned so much actually through working with my own direct clients. Um, it's been incredible actually, I have to say. Amazing. So yeah. I'm going to take that that question which I, I asked earlier and just throw it back at you. Uh, what does the human side of property mean to you? That's such a good question. Um, thank you. Thank you. We came up with it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one we could come up with, so we haven't come up with anything else since. <laughs> we've, been, we've been asking everybody the same bloody question for months. <laughs> like, that, that's all we've got. <laughs> we still don't have the answer. I think, I think a, probably, a lot of people might answer it the same way, actually. And I think it's about, and I think this, this is really coming to the forefront now, is actually the who's behind the, the the sort of glossy facade of property and i think it's really important to um to show your authentic self without wishing to sound too coachy it's, it's seeing the rawness behind the gloss and i think a lot of a lot of things have been happening in the property world um people have you know obviously said some things they haven't they maybe you know can't live up to and i think there's a real movement around honesty transparency um, and I think that's, that's so important. I always saw that when I was investor relations manager, I, I always saw how important it was to be transparent with your, with your investors, tell them what's going on. Um, and actually, you know, 
talk to them and report to them and, and actually I think that's really important all through property whether you're um, on you know, the beginning of your journey whether you've got a big glossy company I think that human side um, that connection with your investors with your audience is, is so important so I guess um, yeah that's that's the human side of it for me you know I can honestly say no one has given that answer because normally it gravitates oh, really? to yeah because normally <laughs> I would guess you know in in various sort of iterations it it, it sort of goes around the, the who you work with, the people, your teams, you know, like all that kind of stuff, your tenants, your end user. And yours mm -hmm. is really interesting because you've kind of turned it the other way around. And you've said, you know, it's about who you are being as a human, I guess, behind the scenes mm -hmm. and how you're carrying yourself, which is a really lovely perspective. Yeah, I love that. Oh, thank you. Well, I just, I just, I've always been really passionate about connecting with people and um, I find it so interesting listening to people's stories. And I love, I love it when you get really good storytelling social media accounts because you just, it just nourishes you when you learn about people. And, and I think that's, I'm always curious to learn about people, especially for, for business too, because the, the things you can pick up on, you know, the small things, the, the stresses, the, the problems that my clients potentially have it's important for me to pick up on those and then try and solve them um you know through through my team so and and just you know it's good to just to to understand what's going on in the market too um so always listening always looking to connect with people and and listening to people's sort of problems and trying to solve them really so really you're a therapist is what you're saying I am, yes. Uh, that was my former career, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. We had a psychiatrist on, actually, in the last uh, episode before last. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's lots of, <laughs> lots of connections between what you're saying. We're, we're attracting people that uh, maybe need to give us therapy. It's a sign. Oh, <laughs> I did train as a life coach, actually, as a, a lot of people have done, but that, that wasn't really my calling. <laughs> I think it was more of a personal development thing rather than actually co coaching anyone else. But yeah, it's, sometimes I do feel like I, I bring back the coaching skills when I'm talking to clients, actually. It's quite fun. Oh, but it's such a transferable skill, isn't it? Especially in the world of VAs where you're literally, you're managing a group of people that is their entire function is to support others. Therefore, that means listening to their problems. So it's like an inherent thing, right? <laughs> like... Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You know, the client's problems, then obviously we, we know when we come on board, we try and solve those problems. And then there's always, but there's always things in business, you know, um, I talk to the VA, you know, regularly to try and work out the best way to, to support the client and check in regularly. So, so always like, an, a, you know, listening in and, and hoping, helping and, um, you know, trying to make sure the communication's flowing. That's super important in what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. That oh. is. What What would you say is the the biggest problem that you've had to solve, or maybe a recurring problem, which um, a recurring mistake or problem that landlords have, which you find yourself repeatedly having to solve? Oh, good question. Um, I think a lot of tech tech issues and and. What I see is a lot of people not really utilizing their platforms. Um, you know, you can use tech for tech's sake, and I don't believe in that, but, but really not focusing on, on how we can how we can systemize the workflow. So people get very especially in property, people get very stuck in you know the sort of traditional sense, you know, it's email, it's 
it's brochures, it's and, and then you've got this prop tech that comes in that's like, oh, scary tech and data, and then you've got two extremes. And I think the property investors that I work with tend to be, um, you know, they've probably got typically 10 or more properties. Um, and so they're starting to sort of, they're starting to being grown organically and now they need some help structuring that. So getting them to understand um, the tools and how, you know, a, a workflow can, a task management system can work to, to really benefit them. Um, there's a lot of education around that too, but we try not to make it too confusing because ultimately you don't want to confuse these, but you want to help them rather than bombard them with more data and more information to learn. So it's that challenge between introducing systems uh, and ideas and also working with the nature of how they are and knowing that they're probably not going to do, you know, update their Asana every day or, or whatever. So you, it, it's that balance. So definitely systems is one of the biggest things that we try and put in yeah. place for people. Yeah. Niall, there's, there's sounds, like you, sounds like you need Jane in your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. I'm useless oh, with that. Well, system, that that's, <laughs> I don't, I'm not, a, I, me and Asana did not get on at all. No, 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 no. Can we just, can we just re, can we just reframe that slightly? <laughs> it wasn't that you and Asana didn't get on. It was just that Matt being in control of Asana meant that none of us got on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, because... someone's, got, someone's got to direct uh, what's going on. You know, an orchestra needs a conductor. Uh, you know, someone's got to say that what needs to happen at a certain point. So, James, um, stop nodding. Stop verifying. <laughs> stop validating. <laughs> and, and when we first used Asana a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, so this, and I just assign stuff left, right, and center, but not tell them beforehand. Um, Honestly, so, my emails were going crazy. I was getting assigned stuff every two seconds. I'm like, what? You just there? turn off your email notifications. It's so simple. And Jane's nodding again. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page here. But uh, we have settled on Trello as our communication tool. Um, Trello is our task management tool. Um, communication tools, um, we're still working on. And oh. WhatsApp's still up there. Yeah, we've got a couple of things in the, in the business that we don't actually utilize. Like we've mm. got... Um, Outlook. So we've got Outlook teams that we could use for communicating within the, yeah. the team, if you for want of a better expression. Team teams. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of teams, so it, it's a bit clunky. Mm. We could use Slack, yeah. something like that. Slack is quite know. popular, isn't it? Good one. I'm not a fan. I don't like Slack. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. So, you just, see, so you've, got, you've got to get buy-in from your entire team, unless someone I'm... just says you're using Slack. I am just a bit of a technophobe in some instances, and Slack and I, again, like Asana, we just, the relationship was never going to work, so it was me or them. <laughs> and I don't know why we chose Niall. I'm still, I'm still wondering myself, to be honest. Do <laughs> you use faxes? I mean, are we going back that far? Do you, do you still fax machine and a, and a collection. No, no, I'm, I'm on pigeons. post-it notes. Post-it notes and pigeons. <laughs> post-it notes and pigeons, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a, had a oh. Someone gave me a business card the other day with a fax number on it, and I thought, my God, just... Is that going to work? <laughs> a lawyer, so... Oh, okay. Mm. No, I think they still use faxes, because in the GP surgery, someone said the other day, oh, um, this has failed because or something, something failed or something didn't go through because uh, we're just waiting for a fax to come in. And I burst out laughing. I thought they were joking. <laughs> they were like, 
<laughs> oh no seriously I was like oh right sorry like yeah that's quite serious because it was like results someone's results are coming like coming in by fax and I honestly thought they were taking the piss <laughs> Turns out doctors and lawyers. <clears throat> yeah, it's a thing. Legit. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh dear. Should we open ourselves up? It was simple then. It was simple, wasn't it? Just send a fax done. Yeah. Was, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think with work, work, I find that there's sometimes there's so many. I mean, my my desktop on a daily basis. I have. I mean, I'm looking at it now. I've got about twenty five Chrome tabs open. Um, I, have, I have a standard. I have a, you know, it's crazy, but they're all they're all grouped and and yeah, you can do that now with Chrome, which is great. But also, I have a, a can you? Platform. You can. Hang on. What? Hang on. Get back a minute. Because I'm looking at my um, yeah, three versions of Chrome open, and um, <laughs> about one, two, yeah. three, four, five. There's about thirty tabs open in each one. Oh, oh open. Them. Yeah. You need the latest version of Chrome, so you just have to up up update it which takes seconds and then yeah. you can right click on the tab add, add to group and then you can color the different <gasps> groups and you can you can name the groups so yeah it's great oh great. Go i'm a big fan of Chrome. i'm, I'm anyway. just gonna play with that for a minute hang on yeah <laughs> this is great uh, this makes great listening <laughs> i think i might need to update my browser because i don't have that Oh. oh no, I, I do actually. I'm just saying add it. tab to group. There you go. Look at this. This is a oh. very datary sort of systemy sort of sesh. I love it. And you can send the page to people as well. I yeah, you can know. do that. Mm-hmm. I need that one. Yeah. Guys, can I just say we veered off into we we're somewhere around informative and relevant at the moment. This is very dangerous territory for property jam. We have But it's not property, property relevant or property okay, education. No, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what's happened. I don't know. Well, we're just utilising the skills and expertise of our guests. That's very true. For our not, own selfish game. And on that note, I feel like we should utilise the brain of our guests and say, didn't you come with a question for us? And should we be scared? <laughs> well, I look at eyebrow. <laughs> um, actually... I, I've got a couple of questions, but I think oh. this one is more appropriate for right now. <laughs> um, hmm. Which, okay, which task, I'm going to read it because I forget it. Which task do you dislike doing the most that you wish you could outsource or maybe that you've already outsourced? This could be in business or in, in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know this. I know this, like for me, it's invoicing. Like it's just, I hate it. I absolutely hate, you know, like the whole scanning receipts and, you know, uh, yeah. putting invoices together. Like I, in fact, we were talking the other day, yeah, bookkeeping. Basically I'm going to take, getting a VA to take all of that on. Um, so maybe you and I need to have a chat. <laughs> this, turned to, this has turned into a business meeting. <laughs> Defo, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I must admit I'm with Joe. Um, any admin uh, type job like that, or especially when it comes to accounts, bookkeeping, all that stuff, I mm. it's it's not that I can't do it. I just get so bored so quickly doing it that I might uh, I can't uh, I can't focus on it for any length of time. Well, I can't focus on a lot of things <laughs> for any length of time. <laughs> But when it comes to when it comes to bookkeeping and and uh, accounts and stuff, it's just 
I was like, what's the point? Well, I've got better things to do with my life than work with numbers. So, but it's not just it's the thing that gets left to last because you hate it the most, right? So it's the thing that's just like needs to be done probably the most. Yeah, is like not the thing you get around to, and therefore you're like under pressure. You're like, no. The only thing I have to do for myself is the self-assessment. And mm. accountant, I, I think it was in July or August, asked me for the information. And now we're almost in the middle of October <laughs> and I still haven't done it. Well, don't, don't worry, don't worry. I spoke to the accountant today, Niall, and they say that we've, we still haven't done all of our company accounts. So that's not said the personal accounts can wait. Oh, my goodness, you guys. You definitely need to. <laughs> well, actually, no, we've, we've got quite a few companies, Jane, and uh, we, we do actually have an accounts manager and a bookkeeper and a finance director. So all of that stuff is taken care of. <laughs> it's because we didn't have them for such a long time. They've got such a backlog of fuck-ups <laughs> to try and fix. <laughs> it is actually the backlog of, of sorting it all out, which is why everything is so late this year. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, it is all done, actually. And we've got a really exciting meeting coming up where Niall's really excited about Oh, I can tell he's pumped. Look at his face. Four, four hours booked in the diary oh, in person with the entire team to go through um, 10 lots of company accounts. When, I, when, that, when things like that pop up in my diary, I'm just thinking of eat that frog, eat that frog, oh, <laughs> eat that frog. Do it first thing in the morning, the, least, the thing you least want to do, get it out of the way and everything else will be a doddle after that. It's so true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the fact that that meeting's on a Friday afternoon then. Oh, God. You haven't put it on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. What's wrong with you? He's it's the only time. It's the only time we could do it. Otherwise, it was going to be another another week or two. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest, it doesn't really matter if I'm there or not. Anyway, <laughs> you just you just need to drink, babe. That's what you I'll need just, to do. I'll just turn up and look pretty. Absolutely. I'll, just I'll do make lots the money. Tea. I'll make the tea. Yeah. Good boy. Good boy. Matt, what's yours? Have wine. Exactly. I, I agree. Exactly. I, um, okay. So, <laughs> what is? <laughs> Yeah, what task? So, yeah, what yeah, task? Matt. I do have a I do have another question as well. It's slightly more exciting, so I might ask you that one afterwards. Okay, it's, it's I'm just thinking it. about what what's on my list, which I've been putting off for um, a while. Um, assigning tasks. Oh, he loves assigning tasks. First <laughs> <laughs> on his list. No, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm doing okay at getting stuff done. I've just got a massive. Lot of, uh, very quite a broad list of stuff at the moment. What tasks do I dislike doing the most? I I'm not sure actually. I think I could answer that one for you now. Go on. Social media. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So social media I dislike doing the most, um, but I see the massive benefits in it, and so we've actually got a team of people that do that, and I pitch in when I'm in the mood. Or when my other half, who um, runs my social media, um, crops up and says, "Can you give me some ideas or some content?" Yeah. So, yeah. Great. At least you've got a team to do it for you, which is good because I think um, social media is super important. And it's easy, it's really the thing about social media is, and I I don't actually post too much on social media because I'm I'm still trying to find the right the right way of getting my message across rather than just spamming you know general VA stuff you know ooh, with a picture of a coffee cup and a, a clock and a, and a pen and saying hey we can help you manage your time it's just no value in that so I'd rather just you know wait until I post actually interesting valuable content 
So uh, I know what you mean. It's not it's not always natural to everybody, but you're putting systems in place, and that's what's super important mm. is to get get people around you who are better at, than you at doing it, so that it gets done. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh my god, I'm intrigued by this next question. Yes, me too. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask not all of you individually, but I reckon there's one of you that's got a really really good answer to this question. So. <laughs> 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 one of the things that I see a lot of with my clients is inbox overwhelm, you know, it gets you stressed. You, you, you start to, this is obviously before they work with me, not after, but uh, they, they send email, you know, they're stressed. They're like, Oh, rushing quick. Let's do Let's get this done. So, so, you know, what's, what I want to ask you is what's the most embarrassing thing you have ever accidentally emailed someone when you or message someone when you've been in a hurry and not been thinking straight <laughs> oh that's a you good question you, you know awesome. i've got an answer to this because i think this is i'm sure this has come up before on the podcast i'm sure it or it might have just been in conversation but i've told you about the minge emails haven't i oh this is news to me this is news to me i think <laughs> do tell do tell so this is this wasn't at a time of prophecy. This was a uh, uh, many moons ago when I was temping at uh, many minges ago. Many minges ago when I was temping at the medical research council. Um, so we used to. So me and my friend Gordon, right, he's one of my best friends. We have this game where you name a film or the title of a TV program, and you replace one of the ti- one of the words in the title with the word minge, right? So like I've heard one, this before. You I know mean, this. Yeah. So one flew over the cuckoo's minge, or like you know Jurassic <laughs> minge, or like you know, like you get the idea, right? So anyway, one day we were doing we were processing grant applications at the MRC. And the team uh, were like, oh, can we play a game? I was like, I've got an amazing game and it's called the Minge Game. So they were like, sure. So then we were emailing each other within this particular group, like different titles and like, you know. (laughs) different and it, we went minge crazy like it was just crazy crazy but it, what happened was it trickled out to different departments so we we trickled out from like our little room so like there's about four different departments each getting in on the minge game and it was back and forth and back and forth and everyone at work was howling anyway as part of a system that the mrc had <clears throat> that you used to go out to peer reviewers to ask them to review certain research grants, um, you know, for comment and, and, and peer review. And so, no one knows to this date how this happened, but the full email thread of the Minge game got attached to a request to a senior professor to peer review a, a research grant application. And... <laughs> oh, no. He came back was like there seems to be some unexpected content in this grant application <laughs> <laughs> it was basically reams and reams of minch <laughs> and, so, and, so, and so in the end like we just had to fess up and just say what had happened and we did find a way i think to to, to separate i'm sure there was a way around it because it, this could have happened like tenfold like this somehow something got crossed with something and it was in the system and could have gone out to hundreds of professors peer reviewing serious scientific research applications with a twist of minch right right on the end there did your senior professor have a sense of humor about it well we didn't get in trouble so 
so he must have done like I, I don't I don't remember like all the specifics of how it all got resolved but mm -hmm. we didn't we, we didn't get in trouble but how funny <laughs> is that uh, yeah I'm bored I don't actually have any I don't think I've ever sent an attachment to the wrong person or the incorrect thing because I like I said earlier I've got a very short attention span so I have to be pretty much at my desk or sat down concentrating on emails to be able to do them I can't like walk and or talk and be on the phone and send an email at the same time that just confuses the hell out of me so it's just one thing at a time please and then that's all I can deal with <laughs> so basically when Niall and myself are walking oh it's me on the phone doing an email having a having a different conversation with Niall at the same time <laughs> yeah, Niall I, tell, I, telling me where to go <laughs> it's like <laughs> don't talk to me right now <laughs> it's it's confusing be it like listening to Matt whilst he's doing that confuses the hell out of me. I'm like, how can you manage to do so many things when all I'm struggling is to walk in one direction? <laughs> no, the thing you is, at least he's <laughs> at least he's managing to yeah get somewhere. What I generally find is I'll be doing lots of different things and then get halfway through something and then forget that how far I got and then don't not finish it. So I have a lot of things on my to do list which are half done. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of, so, so that's why I have teams of people around me to ensure that things get finished um, and I've just discovered um, Upwork which is amazing and I've got a couple of people in Upwork who are uh, phenomenal uh, one's a designer <laughs> and um, literally I just have an idea I can just send it over to him and he just like mocks it all up and I can go like oh yeah change this change that and I can have content and stuff out of my head really quickly it's awesome yeah, that's how your brain works, isn't it? You're you're such an ideas person, mm. and yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's I find though, instead of emails, don't you find this like it's more like messages that I've sent by accident to people that I shouldn't have sent. The more than emails, because emails always feels like you're constructing something. Do you know what I mean? Like it's quite deliberate and quite considered and often professional. But when you veer into messages, oh god, I've sent some freaking howlers over the years but i think that's probably a whole episode <laughs> yeah. in and of itself in and, in of, and itself. of itself yeah no, i think the only, the only time i've sent something that i didn't mean to was um either by you know you know when you have a conversation with someone and yeah the the response you get and you respond to the other person in the thread uh, with your true thoughts about what's just happened in that th email thread and then you respond to the oh, to, to the wrong thread uh, and, 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 yeah. and your true thoughts get caught up in that <laughs> I get, yeah yeah that's that's a um, dangerous loop to fall into yes. it's a dangerous loop so you really should take that outside of that email thread and say or it, it, it or to a different medium altogether yeah and say yeah. what's a anyway yeah what's he talking about yeah <laughs> or alternatively what i do is when i write an email i write loads of ideas down and then form it into sentences and then um doing lots of keyboard shortcuts if you hit command enter by mistake it sends the email <gasps> oh. so i sent an email which has been like loads of ideas all over the place and <laughs> someone's got it and it was through, i think it was to a bank actually the last time i did it i sent it halfway through <laughs> don't put the email address <laughs> in the, in the address bar <laughs> it was to one of our investors solicitors who got completely confused by what <laughs> i was saying and she basically turned and said i can't talk to you i was like okay <laughs> oh wow <laughs> that's amazing oh, anyway shall we do a bit of episode roulette to round us up yes 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 
Okay. Yes. I'd like a double question, by the way. Two questions was a good. Ooh. That's the first time. You're the first person to ask us two questions. Yeah, good, good on you, Jane. You trendsetter, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next person is going to come and ask us three, obviously. Um, so, Jane, the way this works is that I'm going to scroll through the previous episodes. I have them here on my phone. And, I, and when you say stop, I'm going to say the name of the episode that we stop on and then I uh, would like to get your brief feedback on that particular topic. Um, so here we go. I am scrolling. Stop. Episode 14. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Love New Year. It's the best time of the year. It... <laughs> Let's go again. Let's go again. <clears throat> okay. I'm scrolling. Anyone else oh, think it's quite weird that he's staring at the screen like he's scrolling? <laughs> it was a bit creepy. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe's favourite episode. Episode number two. Yay, Tenant Stories! Tenant Stories. Tenant Stories. episode that started it all off. Yes. Ooh, wow. Have you got any juicy Sorry. ones? Or at least via your virtual assistant business, you must have heard some juicy stories, surely. Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm, a couple, actually. Mm. Um, nothing too juicy, tees. but just the, the the usual weed growing in the in the uh, in the in the flat. Love a bit um, of weed growing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, and and um, you know the the complete sort of um, stench of. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 what somebody i know is hmo opened their door and then this this the festering <laughs> ugh, the, the bed linen clearly hadn't been changed for a year and it was sort of you know walking oh. around the room in some kind of black fog it was it was so bad <laughs> so gross <laughs> that story yeah that story um uh yes i've had a, a not me personally but a client had a um a tenant that locked themselves out of the house half, half naked. <laughs> that was a fun. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was a fun. Which one. half? Um, <laughs> I think I think they had pants on actually. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but no, no other, no other, nothing else that juicy. I'm afraid. But Not I'll, yet. I'll collect them for the next time. <laughs> yeah, defo. Yeah. Well, Jane, if you want to giggle, go back and listen to episode two and you'll hear um, Joe's um, um, ejaculatory stories. Not mine personally. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> okay, so I'm scrolling again. We'll do one more and then, and then we'll... Uh, <laughs> okay, episode 26, stress. Why does this one keep coming <laughs> <laughs> in fact we, we just last oh. week we did the it's our one year anniversary so you're actually our first guest in our second year so, so this is happy new year then happy new year, happy new year. <laughs> Very oh. happy new year we could combine happy new year with stress because um yeah sometimes it is a bit stressful but no st stress well stress is a good one obviously um, I see a lot of it with um, the people I speak to um, in property before they come on board, obviously. 
Um, I like to think that when once they're clients, it's less stressful for them, but they probably have other stresses because you know once once their their sort of time is freed up, they're they're onto more fun things usually. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed, and and I'm I'm actually also one of these people that can can suffer from overwhelm quite easily so i have to put systems and structures in place and a lot of self-care in terms of you know taking time to go out for a walk have a coffee you know when i feel like i need to change my energy um i think we can really just we all do it don't we we all we all just put our nose to the grindstone i'm a i'm a big believer in not not hustling i don't like the hustle the grind not to say I don't do it, but uh, I don't like that energy. I don't like that that mindset that you have to grind hard and it's you know it's you've got to hustle to succeed. I'm much more about letting things um, intuition guide and flow, and I think that really helps with the stress factor. Um, yeah, it doesn't always work for me. I, I you know spend a lot of time going, oh my god, you know, especially when you're trying to grow a business and you've got I've got clients so. So I was full time in as a VA when I started um, a year ago. Um, that was a I, I moved over to Spain and I needed to. I knew I was moving to Spain, so I set up as a VA. And um, you know, handling that real change of actually supporting again, coming from a developer. I was going to ask know, you ego. about this. Yeah. My is that another question? Sorry. No, I was going. I, <laughs> I was thinking on. that's a massive transition actually for you. It's like you've gone from kind of being on one side of it to the other side of it, and yeah. and one's very much a leading role, one's very much a supporting role. Like, how did you? That's a big human adjustment, right? Like, how did it you was. Know? It was massive. Yeah. It was massive. And um, I, I love this. I love supporting people. I'm. I've. I've. I like working in a team very much and being on my own is not actually my favorite thing um so i like working with other people so when i was a developer i worked with other people so i wasn't i wasn't just on my own I had, you know business partner and a team as well um but moving away from that my yeah my ego took a big hit going from sort of a business owner developer um and moving to support role again, which in my ego was, was, you know, for a while, I didn't really say that I was doing that. And I still mm-hmm. sort of lived under the banner of, you know, creating Podville, the container development and, and the other projects that we had planning for. But knowing I was coming to Spain, I couldn't really do those things from here. So, um, so we put a management team in, into Podville. Um, I let go of all doing the other developments in terms of the future and what I'll be doing. I, I wasn't going to be on the ground, so it'd be hard. So, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, but it was just, I got to get, I just got over myself in the end. I thought, oh, it's just stupid. No one cares. You know, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm doing this so I can have a great life in Spain with my partner. And, um, and I, you know, and then I absolutely got into the, the VA thing and obviously, I've found some brilliant clients. I was full time pretty much straight away, which I realise now is is quite unusual for a virtual assistant. You know that you get a lot of bits and pieces of work, and it's quite hard to juggle lots of clients. So I was very, very, um, very grateful for that to, to happen. Um, and then over lockdown, I I got approached quite a lot actually by other people saying, "Can you help me? Can you help me?" So that's when I built the team up. And, and decided to outsource more work and I actually really enjoy that that managing the team side of things um 
and I still have my clients, but my hours have dropped right down because okay. I'm building my business now. So, so there's still stresses. I still I see stress from from other clients, also from VAs trying to juggle time. It's it's challenging, you know. Your your time is tracked to the to the minute. Um, the expectation is that you're you're always on around because you're virtual. Um, and that you're available. So you really have to set a lot of boundaries. You have to be disciplined with your time um, and not be distracted. And that is, is stressful. It's definitely stressful, um, but it's fun. And, um, you know, it, there's never a dull moment. So yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's what brings the enjoyment factor in to sort of counterbalance the, uh, the stress side of things. Gosh, Amazing. yeah, I think you answered that brilliantly. So, yeah. yeah. So you are back to being a developer, but a developer of a new business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Brilliant. More entrepreneurial again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There's, it's massive. The fact you change countries, you're operating a brand new business from abroad whilst there's a pandemic going on. Sister, you're on it. Like, that's amazing. Seriously, hats off. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. It's funny. You don't. You don't often. You know, see your own achievements, do you? And um, you know, typically I'm always hard on myself. I think a lot of us are, aren't we? Yeah, like, I think that's quite are. standard. Yeah, we're, we're so busy, yeah. like you said earlier, with your with your head to the grindstone that you don't really think or take time to actually see what's happening or how much, how far along you've come or what you've achieved. Yeah, that's, I see that with a lot of my clients and, and the teams, actually. Um, and so what I love about my role is that I'm almost like a relationship manager between the clients and the VAs. Um, and sometimes the VAs, they get all the tasks and you can't, you're in your, you're so in your left brain trying to fix things. You can't switch into sort of strategy mode, overview mode with the client. So, and the client's obviously busy. So, you know, they've got things, they don't always see the bigger picture. Some, some are better than others. Um, so I like the fact that I, I catch up with, with all of them and say, hey, you know, remind you of what you wanted to do when we first started working with you and have you thought about this and what's your goal and, and how I just, yeah, I kind of take a more right-brained strategic view of it and that's quite fulfilling as well, actually. I really enjoy that part. Mm. That's good. Love it. Amazing. <laughs> well, on that note, I want to say thank you so much for being with us, uh, Jane and uh, I'd say it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a, a goodbye and a thank you very much from me. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, See you on, on the next, next episode. episode.